October 23rd, 2.09 p.m., Kabul, Afghanistan. It started with the screams. Sergeant Jordan Stone listened again to the snippet of an SOS that had reached the military command in Kabul at 4.32 that morning. He rested his elbows on the battered gray table, his palms pressing the oversized headphones against his ears, trying to draw out every clue the recording might offer. A lunch of lamb kebabs and local lavash bread sat forgotten, though the smell of curry and cardamom still permeated the air, contributing to the nausea he felt as he listened. He sat alone in a small windowless room at the Afghan Criminal Techniques Academy, a one-story nondescript building at the edge of Bagram Airport outside Kabul. But his mind was out there, lost in that firefight recorded on tape. He strained, his eyes closed, listening for the fourteenth time. First the screams, then a spatter of words. They're coming again. Help us, help us, help us. The sound faded in and out, but that did nothing to hide the terror and panic of those simple words. Next came gunfire. Frantic, sporadic, uncontrolled, echoing around, interspersed by more chilling screams. But what raised the small hairs on the back of his neck was the silence that followed, dead air as the radio continued to transmit. After a full two minutes, a single phrase rasped forth, distorted, unintelligible, as if the speaker's lips were pressed close enough to brush the microphone. That intimacy, more than anything, set his teeth on edge. Jordan rubbed his eyes and pulled the headphones from his ears. Plainly, the situation out there had ended badly in the wee hours of the morning. Hence the need for Jordan's team to be summoned. He and his men worked for Jeff, the Joint Expeditionary Forensic Facility out of Kabul. His team served as crime scene investigators for the military, gathering evidence from insurgent suspects, examining and testing homemade bombs, tearing down mobile phones found at battlefield sites or ambushes. If there was a mystery, it was their job to solve it. And they were good at what they did. They'd solve this one, too. I've got more intel, Specialist Paul McKay said as he entered and plopped down into a metal chair. It squeaked under his weight. The man stood a head taller and a belly wider than Jordan, and he knew his business, recruited out of an explosive ordnance division. Smart and unflappable. That recording came from an archaeological team up in Bamiyan Valley. Four men and a woman. All Americans. Command sent a team of rangers to secure the scene. We've got an hour to figure out what we can here, then we're supposed to follow them out into the field. Jordan nodded. He was used to the pressure, liked it even. It kept him running, kept him from thinking too much. I'm going to work on this message. You and... Cooper, get a full murder kit together and meet me at the chopper. You got it, Sarge. McKay tossed him a quick salute and hurried out. Jordan listened to the mysterious phrase at the end of the message again and called in translators. That didn't help. None of them could even tell him what language it might be. Not even the local Afghanis recognized it. A few claimed that it wasn't human at all, but some kind of animal. Someone quickly tracked down a British historian and archaeologist, Professor Thomas Atherton, who had been working with the team in Bamiyan, and brought him to Jordan. 
a fit and sturdy scholar in his early 60s. The archaeologist had come to Kabul two days before to have a broken arm set. As the historian listened to the screams, he grew pale. He ran one hand through his well-trimmed gray hair. I think that's my team, but I I can't be certain. I've never heard them scream like that. He shuddered. What could make them scream like that? Jordan handed him a styrofoam cup of water. We have a chopper full of rangers on their way to help them. The professor looked like he knew such aid would arrive too late. He adjusted his wire-rimmed glasses on his narrow nose and said nothing. When he lifted the cup, his hand trembled so much that water spilled onto the desk. He set the cup back down, his cast clunking against the table. Jordan gave him a minute to pull himself together. Listening to his colleagues' deaths had hit him hard, a natural reaction. That last phrase, Jordan rewound the recording to that final whispery phrase. Do you know what language it is?